What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Underwater Fly Zone podcast. This is season two, episode three. And ladies and gentlemen, we got our first guest of the season here today. It's my man, Kellen Overstreet. Kellen was one of my best friends back here uh, my freshman year of college. He was just such a positive guy, and I knew when I was going to make a season in Maryville, I knew he'd be one of the guys I'd have on, just because, like I said, he's just a good, positive dude, and that's what this podcast is all about. But what solidified his spot on the show, <laughs> a few months ago, he posted on his like Instagram story, and it was the National High School Football Rushing Yard Rankings, and he was one behind Derek Henry, number four on the all-time list. I was like, how in the world am I friends with this guy? Like, it's incredible. So yeah, um, he has a really good story behind this, so we're going to get into it here, and I'm, I'm very excited to. So Kellen, you want to take it away here? Oh yeah. So uh, I grew up in Hamilton. It's a small town uh, just south of Maryville. Growing up, I knew I was, uh, I was a fast kid. I knew that I uh, you know, was a little different than everybody else. Of and, course. <laughs> and so uh, uh, growing up six or seven years old, I was like, I really want to play football. I want to do this for, for a long time. And so uh, I just worked at it. Did a lot of things on my own because other friends wouldn't want to, you know, grind that hard. But, of course. Um, no, so my, my junior year, I started getting looks, and Wyoming was one of those schools that called me, and they were like, hey, we want you to take a visit, come up here. And, and so I did, and it was a beautiful campus. It was a great coaches. It was a real good family feel. And so a few months after that visit, they offered me, and I decided that's where I wanted to go. And so um, I was committed probably about – it was July – going into my senior year so that that year I didn't have to worry about showing out or anything like that yeah, I could just, just go play football have to do and, your thing yeah, yeah exactly and so I just kind of let it all loose and I I would get the ball probably you know around 30 times a game and, <laughs> and uh in the back of my head I knew I was close to some records exactly um, but you know my main focus was just go out and help the team win and I uh, got to the end of the season and I had um, a little over 4,000 rushing yards. That's insane. That and, and the other teams had to know, like, oh, this yeah. dude's getting this many carries. <laughs> we got to guard him, and it just didn't, yeah. happen. Just didn't happen. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, it, it was a perfect offense that no matter what, like, you can't, you know what's coming, you just can't stop it. Yeah, exactly. And so we uh, made it to semifinals. I ended the season with 4,000 rushing yards, and then I was one off of the national touchdown record with uh, 70 touchdowns my senior year. That's insane. So, <laughs> Um, no, it was it was crazy and and uh, it was it was it was awesome. You know, always wanted that state championship, that exactly. that second one, but uh, just never happened. And so after that, I went up to Wyoming and you know I I had played. Let's see, we went through two or three practices and I um, hurt my shoulder, and they were, the trainers were like, "Oh, it's nothing to worry about, no big problem, whatever." And we get to the last game of the season because I I wasn't redshirted, got to play a little bit, and. Uh, they were like, hey, didn't want to scare you. We wanted you to go out and just play your best, but, you know, we think you tore your labrum. So they said that – they told you this going into the last game. Into the last game, okay. yeah. And so they were like, yeah, just just know that after the season we'll get, get surgery on it, take care of you. I was like, okay, cool. And about five minutes into the game, I uh, was back for a kick return, saw a huge hole, thought I was, <laughs> thought I was going to house this kickoff and just got hit from the side and, and tore my ACL when I planted my foot, so – I ended up having surgery on my knee right after the season, and then three months later on my shoulder. Um, 
two surgeries. How so? How is that? I've never had surgery besides mm-hmm. like my wisdom teeth. Did you even yeah. count that? So how how is having surgery, especially two like in that short of a spin? It's it's scary. That first one's really scary because you don't know what to expect. I'm not a huge needle guy. No. So <laughs> no. You have to for an ACL, they have to put in a, a nerve block so that you don't feel like any pain oh, for gosh. about twelve hours. Yeah. And so. Uh, that that goes like in your groin. It's it's awful. Oh my but, goodness, dude! I'd be um, freaking out. Yeah, that's crazy. It, it was it was not fun. No, I'd... and so yeah, having one and then a few months later another one. It just it sucked. Mentally, it was tough because you have rehab, and and rehab is just it's crazy. Especially the guy I had, he was he was a great guy, but he pushed you. If he knew how good um, you were and and how bad you wanted to come back, he'd do anything to make it happen. Yeah. And so we worked so hard through that period of time. Those are the type of people you have to have around though that oh, yeah. can be honest with you and no, be like, absolutely. dude, I gotta, I love you, so I'm gonna be hard on you. Yeah, like, there were pl- plenty of times I was like, I don't know if I wanna do this today. He's like, don't, we don't have to get better today. Oh, so sarcastic and yeah. I'm just like, I gotta do it. <laughs> That's oh, such gosh. a good response. Yeah. But anyway, so you had the two surgeries mm-hmm. and then next season came around. Yep, I, I sat out a season and then I, I was redshirted. I came back from my redshirt sophomore year to play. Second string. Pretty much all season, but I got a lot of playing time. Like I was, I was getting towards the end of the season. I had, you know, 15, 20 carries a game. I was getting yeah. the the load there. And then last game of the season, we're playing Central Michigan in the Potato Bowl. And, potato Bowl. Yeah, and I uh, felt my other labrum tear during the game, and I'm just like, there's no way. Like yeah. it, it just, it was heartbreaking. And I, I got through the game, and I was kind of too scared to tell anybody because I'm like, I don't. I'm hoping that's not what it is, but yeah. I, I knew it was. You, yeah, deep down you're like, yeah, I've mm-hmm. felt this before. And so, and we went into spring ball that that next year, and uh, first day of contact, somebody comes and hits me, and it, it just hurts really bad, and had to go out, and they were like, yeah, it was it's a labrum tear, and um, so that was that was tough hearing that again. So I sat out the rest of spring ball, and then we were in fall camp, probably like a week in. Or no, it was it was a week before our first game, and I just get out of bed and my other knee pops, and I'm just like this this is ridiculous. I couldn't straighten my my leg out at all, and uh, they said I didn't have any cartilage between my femur and I think it was my tibia, and uh, I had a little crack in my femur, and they're like you can you can keep playing if you want, but you're not gonna be able to walk when you're 40, yeah. and I was like I'd rather you know quit right now. I want to have kids. I want to yeah. have a family, be able to function as a human. And so I was like, I'll just, you know, take this time off. That's that's fine. I'll, I'll be done. And that was that was tough tough on me because football was a huge part of, of my life yeah, up for, to that point. For, for your whole life <laughs> yeah. up to that point, you're grinding and breaking, setting records. Oh, insane. Yeah. I can only imagine the mental part of that yeah. as well as the physical part. I mean – both knees and both labrums. Mm-hmm. What are the odds? That's, oh yeah, that's horrible. It, that's, it was crazy. Like, how was that mentally? Mentally, that was it was tough, um, knowing how good I had been, and even you know I'd hear from my teammates, it's like hey, we know we knew how good you were coming in. We've seen you at practice, but it's just injuries that that killed it, and that my mental was was down. And um, there was a while there I did become depressed. I struggled with anxiety. And I was um, didn't know what was happening in my life. I was, you know, having trouble in relationships. I was uh, getting hurt all the time. 
I didn't know what I was going to do anymore because, you know, football was – I thought, you know, maybe NFL was a possibility if I mm-hmm. keep – That definitely sounds yeah, like it. If I keep working, but um, I'd at least have a chance or something. But um, I knew I had to do something else, so my grades just weren't there. And I remember one night I was – I woke up like 2, 3 in the morning, just anxiety attack, and I drove all the way back home. From Wyoming. From Wyoming to Jeez. Missouri, middle of the night. And I just stayed home for a week. Head coach called me. He's like, hey, we know mental health is, is serious, and we want you to, you know, get better, feel better, um, and come back, you know, ready to go. And so I spent a week at home just sitting in my old room. Uh, my parents, you know, would check on me. They they didn't want anything bad to happen. I was having yeah. suicidal thoughts at, at the time. I felt worthless and just, like, I, I just – felt awful. I can only imagine. I mean, your whole it felt like your whole life had been taken from mm-hmm. you. And it wasn't even your fault. It was just yeah. injuries. Oh yeah. And oh man, that's just that's just heartbreaking to hear. And it's crazy how everyone has a different story. Mm-hmm. Like that's a your story is one that very few people have. I don't <laughs> yeah. think many people have this similar story. Like that's that's incredible, but the fact that you're still here is awesome. Like yeah. like you have turned yourself into like one of the most positive people going mm-hmm. through this horrible event. Your whole life, everything you had worked towards, yeah, taken from injuries. But here you are. And I knew you as one of the most positive people <laughs> my freshman year. So yeah. how did you make that turnaround? How did you go from making, I mean, feeling the way you felt to now? Um, I mean, the biggest thing was first off just asking for help, knowing that you know, I can't do this on my own. Exactly. Um, so I, I got in touch with a psychologist. I'd be talking with my head coach pretty regularly just about, like, um, men- mental health, like what was going on, how I was feeling. Um, and so that was that was huge. Um, and another part was, you know, I, I'm a believer of Christ. Um, yeah. And so knowing that whatever his plan is <laughs> is not obviously my plan. And of so he, he had a, a bigger, better plan for me. And I had to trust that uh, through the whole thing and uh, know that his, his plan is right. And so that, that helped me get out of that. It was, it was tough. And, I, uh, you know, it did take time. This wasn't an overnight, oh, I feel, <laughs> I yeah, feel better. Yeah, I feel better. No, yeah. it's, it's a long process oh, yeah. to build yourself back up like that. And it's mm-hmm. very applaudable, very, you know, inspiring in, mm-hmm. a, in a huge way. And I like what you said because, like, I don't. I know a lot of. Not all my listeners probably believe in God, but to those who do, it's like, no matter what gets taken from you, no matter where life takes you, God will always be a constant. God will always be with you through everything, and um, I'm glad you know that. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh it's yeah. Very, yeah, but yeah. So that that whole story is just insane. So what are you planning to do now with your life? Like, cause cause people may think, you know, that's where I was going, and it's not what happened. So they might just feel no worth. What have you found your worth in? What is like the next step driving um, you? I mean, right now it's just helping people. I think that's what God's called me to do is to help people. And right now I'm working as a paraprofessional at a high school. So nice. working with uh, special ed kids every day. And um, I don't know if I want to be a, a full-time teacher, exactly what I want to yeah. do. But I know that if I can help a person in any any way, that's that's what I'm called to do. So I know that right now this is <laughs> this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And so I'm, I'm also coaching football and track at uh, Chillicothe High School. Chillicothe? That's where mm-hmm. Lavery, you remember Lavery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, 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 went, he went there. He's yeah. always talking about Chili. That's funny. How's that, how's that going? It's good. Like that? I enjoyed it a lot. I love those kids over there. 
Um, they're hard workers. I love being a part of the coaching staff, the, the staff at the high school in general. It's, it's a good time. I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. And like I said, yeah, I just I, I love the people, the environment. It's, uh, it, they've been good to me. So Of course. Yeah, just an incredible story. I mean, here's a question. How is it playing with Josh Allen? <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's cool, you know, knowing it's one of those things you kind of knew. A lot of us knew, like, he's special when he first got there. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're not best friends or anything by any means, but he was, he was awesome to be around. He's a great guy, a fun, a fun guy, a jokester. I know of you course. see some of those – Twitter videos of him messing around at practice. That's just yeah. him, you know. Yeah, of course. And so it's it's cool knowing that, and then just on the field, he's a leader, like yeah. somebody you need on the field, you want on your team. You hate hate to play against him, but you love to have him on your of team. Of course, type of dude. Thing. Hate to play against him. Other few nights, few weeks ago, tore yeah. the tore the Chiefs right up. That was oh, unfortunate. Yeah. But so of course we've talked about the hard times. How long did it take you from from being at the let's say your rock bottom in your life? Mm-hmm. That was probably your rock bottom. From being at the rock bottom to getting back to how you are now, how long did that take? Because a lot of people think it's overnight. A lot of mm-hmm. people think it's a, it takes a week. Yeah. I mean, it takes a while to chip away, to, like get back to the top. How long did it take you for that? Honestly, it took at least a year. At, at least, least a year. Because um, with mental health, there's so many triggers that can take you right back to where you were. Of course. And so the, the biggest thing I learned from the psychologist I was seeing was just notice your triggers like notice when you think you're worthless notice that you know because yeah. if you're if you're thinking about yourself in a negative way you can notice it too and, and fight it mm-hmm. and so um it takes time to learn how to do that and i'm, I'm tooting my own horn i guess like I, I i feel like i'm pretty good at it now of course dude and no it, no it's it's true like yeah. if you if you came from there to here you're pretty good at it yeah. so and so it's it takes a long time just to get comfortable and know how to respond to negative thoughts, negative energy, negative anything from from mm-hmm. anyone because it can come from someone on accident, you know, saying the wrong thing at exactly. the wrong time. That's that's facts. That like for me, my situation with losing my friend, the way I lost him to suicide. People might make a suicide joke or make mm-hmm. make these jokes that are just ignorant. They didn't realize like what they were doing but yeah. they kind of triggered like dang. like especially when I was going through my own thing they trigger they triggered that and for you it could even be you could be watching a football do you ever just watch a football game and when there's an injury did that ever take you back yeah it's it's injuries it's watching the game and even seeing a guy just take off on an 80 yard run it's like man that that, that yeah. used to be you know something that I I would do or that I was capable of and of things course. like that so but yeah that definitely takes time and you know, I'm I'm happy to be where I am now. I'm I'm proud that I made it out that far. And yeah. I, and like we said before, I couldn't do it by myself. It was other people, and um, and you know, just going back to my belief in Christ, and yeah, and so that's what helped me out of that. So mentally, whenever you feel those negative things, what do you do to to find the positives? Do you just like does it just kind of come naturally to you? Because that for me, I feel like there's nothing I really do. It's just kind of like I'm just able to find the positive in a negative situation what mm-hmm. do you, is there like a process you go through that you're you were taught or something I mean the biggest thing I had a lot of uh, feelings of worthlessness or feeling like I wasn't good enough so a lot of the negative things I was just attacking myself yeah and so anytime something negative would happen whether it's a thought in my head or somebody saying it I would I would tell myself hey that's that's not true yeah. that's a lie yeah and then I'd find okay what's what's not a lie 
and then I think about the things that were good about myself. Yeah. And constantly doing that and telling yourself, you know, if back of your head you just get a random thought, you're worthless. It's like that's a lie. Just immediately, just turn turn away. It's that's not true. And so that's that's all I could do to you know keep going. So another way of being a running back. <laughs> yeah. Weave through the negativity and find yeah. the positives. No, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's very good advice right there. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people, you know, people will come to me asking for advice or whatever, and I I try to we I help them weave through in a way mm-hmm. in the same way. That's just a different way of putting. It, I guess it's like. It's like people let these negative things control them, mm-hmm. and half of them, actually more than half, probably a lot of the things people are so down about aren't even true. Yeah. They tell themselves, so, like people may be insecure, they may think all these different things about themselves that are not good, but we're all just people at the end of the day, yeah. and, and, and there's just so much, so much positivity out there that goes unseen, especially with the world we live in, mm-hmm. it's always being promoted on the news and everywhere, just the negative things. Like, yeah. uh, 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 instance, my my dream guest to have on, besides you, <laughs> my dream guest, uh, Boot Gang. You know who that is? Yeah. He is not, a, he's not bad anymore. He's like a preacher now. Oh, wow. He, he has completely changed his life. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that when he was stealing stuff, he was all over the place. You saw yeah. him everywhere. Now that he's like a good person and mm-hmm. trying to promote positivity, you don't see him anywhere. You yeah. never, you never see that, and it's just, it's, it's tough with the world we live in to weave our way through these negative things. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's important to do, oh, and it's, absolutely. it's great that you know how to. I mean, I, I love that. That's why I'm so glad you agreed to come on this podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's been a good, been a good talk. I mean, we get into the challenge here. We're approaching 20 minutes. Is there anything else that you would like to? Any last messages or anything? I mean. Uh, before the challenge, or you want my challenge right no, now? No, before the challenge. Before any, the challenge. any last thing you got? <laughs> any any last thing you want to say? Um, I think with you know mental health wise, just making sure you go out and and talk to somebody. That was a big, that was the hardest step for me was letting someone else know that I was weak. You know that's tough, especially as men, to do is let someone know that you're not as strong as what you yeah. put out there. And so. Yeah, if you need help, go go get it. Go tell, get it. Tell Don't somebody. be ashamed. Yeah. yeah. Don't be ashamed to feel pain because everyone will feel it at some mm-hmm. point in their lives. And if they say they don't, then yeah. they're lying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but just thank you for coming on the podcast. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get into the challenge here, but I just wanna say before, um, if you notice that, you know, my voice is a little gone. We're a little <laughs> a little tired. It's homecoming weekend. This is being recorded on Halloween. So happy Halloween, everyone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just forgot it's Halloween. That's yeah, great. I did too. But homecoming <laughs> was yesterday and we had a we had a good time. Oh, yeah. it, was, it was a great day, but we may be a little 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 tired today. <laughs> <laughs> but we hope we uh, were able to make an impact for sure. I believe we did. I mean mm-hmm. your story definitely inspired me. Sitting oh, yeah. here listening, I feel like I was at a loss for words at some point yeah. during this because I'm like <laughs> This is insane. Yeah. It, yeah. It's truly, truly going to make an impact. I, I know all the viewers will love it. Oh, yeah. I love, I know they'll love it. So, yeah, let's get into the challenge by Kellen Overstreet. Let's, let's, let's hear what you got. What do you right. think of? My big challenge today is to smile at somebody at some point this week. I know you may not think, oh, just smiling at somebody can, can change anything. I remember for me, there was a day I was just having a crappy day and I was walking into Walmart. And there was a baby that looked at me and smiled, and I just got the biggest smile of, on my face too. That like, is awesome. it just it made my day. Exactly. I want to tell everybody that this baby smiled at me. Yeah. How, how like just how much it changed my yeah, day. Well, now you did the baby. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so is... 
but yeah, my challenge is just go smile at somebody, uh, be that ray of positivity that um, that you can be. Of so. course, it's the little things. Like when you're when you're at the rock bottom, you're just chipping your way back up. Mm-hmm. It's it's the little like one percent a day. I Absolutely. tell people that the, that come to me, I'm like, just work your way back one percent each day. Yeah. You don't need to try to go a hundred percent or even fifty percent. Just the little tiny things and oh, little yeah. things like smiling <laughs> at somebody could help somebody. You don't even know what anyone's going through. That's the meaning of this podcast, Underwater Fly Zone. You oh, don't yeah. you don't know what's going what people are going through. So it's very important to always just do those little things to try to help people out. Because we're all people. We're all just trying to get through mm-hmm. life in the most positive way possible. So yeah. Thanks for coming on, dude. Oh, yeah. It was it was awesome. <laughs> um thanks for listening, guys. We're gonna we're gonna be back here next Monday with episode four. I don't know what the title is. I actually don't even know what's going on in the podcast right now <laughs> since we're recording it so early. Hopefully the t-shirts are out by the time this releases. But, yeah, love you guys. Kellen, thanks again for coming on. Oh, yeah, thank and, you. And uh, we'll, we'll see you next week.